Welcome to Fabulous 41st Episode. Hello, and welcome to the Grace of Giving Podcast. We're your hosts, James Riley and Grace Prasniewski. Wow, G, can you believe we're already past 40 episodes? I can, and I can't believe we're back in person. We're here in the Eddy Street Cafe. Uh, very cool to to be back and have our guests in person. Um, but it's been so awesome to look back and see all the conversations we've had with our amazing colleagues. So true. I just ran into a colleague in the hallway, and she says that she's really enjoying listening to the episodes i believe it was betsy hughes because she can learn all of our colleagues and their backgrounds and it's great for her onboarding process so so true and we're continuing our streak of engaging inspiring guests in this episode we're joined today by michael Connaughton, development associate director of the south best team i guess or southwest team Welcome, Mike. Hey, Grace James. Thank you so much for having me, uh, allowing me to fulfill a lifelong dream of being on a podcast. Nice. (laughs) That's what we want to (laughs) hear. So, Mike, you and I have quite a few things in common, one of them being we're from this area. Can you tell us about growing up here in the Bend? Well, you were one of the first people I met when I started at Notre Dame eight years ago. Wow. And uh, I remember uh, sitting over lunch talking about our our childhood experiences and how, you know, similar they were from... uh, the type of music we loved. Uh, we both ran hurdles in high school yes. and ran against each other. Didn't yeah, know it. Didn't I know didn't it. recognize you. I, I never looked behind me when I ran. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, and then, you know, I I think we established we both at one point in our childhoods had rat tail hairstyles. So we, <laughs> so we got that a uh, source of embarrassment to live down. Whoa, whoa, wait. We got to pause here. Was that a joke or did you actually both have rat tails? Well, I was in seventh grade. I think James is a little older. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my freshman year of college when I had <laughs> If, if if I remember the story well, it was your uh, bride to be that made you cut it off. Yes, that's right. Yeah, she said you need to get rid of that thing. Her and the marching band. They said no, you can't have that. I need pictures. <laughs> you need you need uh, yeah uh, evidence exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, what did you want to be growing up? Um, you know, the easy answer is a, uh, a, a development director at Notre Dame. <laughs> nice. Um, but I think like every little boy, I wanted to be a cowboy. Uh, wow. I wanted to live out West, ride horses and, you know, kind of have this independent, uh, lifestyle and never really outgrew that. <laughs> <laughs> never rode a horse, but, uh, still kind of the same mentality. You've, you've never rode a horse before? Never ridden That's a horse. That's hard to believe. Wow. What's crazy is I participated when I lived in Wyoming, um, in a, a cattle roundup during calving season. So uh-huh. uh, helped a friend who was a ranch manager uh, brand and, and inoculate the calves. And okay. it was not on a horse, but. Um, so interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what about college? Where'd you go? What was your experience like there? Uh, I am a proud graduate of uh, ultimately of uh, IU Bloomington. Um, yes. I was a basketball player in high school and, uh, you know, the state of Indiana, when you're a basketball player, as a six-year-old, you're a basketball player your whole life. That's and, right. Uh, Hoop uh, dreams. And I thought I wanted to play in college, so I actually spent a year playing at a small school in Ohio And uh, before I realized that uh, there was more to life and more to college specifically than playing basketball 40 hours a week. And yeah. But it, I, it was not an easy transition going to be a, a normal student. 
Um, I still remember the first fall when I didn't go out and buy a new pair of basketball shoes and how heartbroken I was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ended up transferring to IU and finished my, uh, my degree down there. Nice. I can't imagine what it's like to be specifically a, just a college athlete having to balance that and rigorous academics in any college, really. I mean, it's a lifelong lesson of, of learning that balance. But I think, you know, those are the, the leaders of today that have gone through all of that. Oh, I a tremendous amount of respect for Notre Dame athletes. Um, you know, I was playing Division Three when nobody came and nobody cared. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine playing in front of 80,000 people in Notre Dame Stadium and, you know, millions more on television, the pressure involved oh, day-to-day there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Wowza. Mike, tell us a little about your career before coming to Notre Dame. Um, previous 14 years, uh, I had been in the country club management and development business. Um, had fallen in love with the game of golf kind of late in life and uh, talked my way into a job selling memberships at a club in Los Angeles. Mm. And uh, had grown from there into kind of the development side, which in the real estate boom, that was where all the money was, setting up new country clubs and golf course communities. And uh, I was the sales and marketing guy. I'd go in and set up their revenue streams and sell the memberships out. And as soon as the club was fully subscribed, I'd move on to the next project. So I had been in a handful of clubs in Los Angeles. Then uh, the club before here, I was in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I can, I'm probably the only person at Notre Dame that can say that they moved to South Bend because the weather was better here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why I can't believe that you haven't been on a horse, ridden a horse, rode a horse, however you say that, being in Jackson Home, Wyoming. There were so many things that I learned to do as a neat experience. Um, it was kind of a crazy work schedule during the summer months. Um, but I, you know, took up downhill skiing because that was a great place to ski. Nice. Learned how to fly fish. Um, hunted a lot of different species that I never would have ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And uh, horseback riding was on that list of things to accomplish and I never got that far down the list. <laughs> so if the weather is what originally brought you back to South Bend, <laughs> what originally brought you to Notre Dame? Uh, you know, my dad uh, is an alum, mm-hmm. uh, sister and brother-in-law are alums, um, grew up here in South Bend, uh, strong love for Notre Dame uh, outside of being a football fan, uh, just for you know, a respect for how the university conducts business and what they what they accomplish in the world. So that opportunity to play a part in the mission of Our Lady's University, um, you know, that was very appealing mm-hmm. uh, to to be a fundraiser and, and lend that support to the people that are really making positive changes in the world. You know, carve out your own little role, but you're making a difference. Yes. How many years have you been with Notre Dame Development, and what keeps you here? <sighs> it just it just. Like that, I've been here, uh, had my eighth year anniversary in January, mm. um, and that that feeling, you wake up in the morning and you come into the office, you know, Luke Conway and I, when we all had offices, his was across the hall from me. That's right. And we had kind of a running joke for a long time, and, you know, I'd walk in, i say, Luke, what do you got on the schedule today? He's like, I'm raising the mind that's going to cure cancer, and I said, that's good, I'm raising the mind that's going to cure poverty. Oh, so, yeah. well, we better get to work. <laughs> and that was only half joking, you know, right, you can... Right. Uh, uh, you could do things here uh, that you know is going to have a ripple effect in the world. So, Mike, what are some of the most important lessons you've learned during your time here in development? 
You know, early on in my career, Bill Dole told me, uh, never underestimate uh, the grace and giving. That's why I love the name of your (laughs) podcast. Um, Never underestimate the grace and giving that a donor feels when they support something uh, about which they're very passionate. Um, As a fundraiser, when you can kind of tap into that in an empathetic way, it not only deepens your relationship with them, uh, but more importantly, deepens their relationship with the university. Mm I raised money for a, a large scholarship, uh, an elderly lady in Pasadena, and uh, we went through the process of establishing this scholarship in her late husband's name. Hmm. And she wrote me a beautiful thank you note for, you know, basically taking her money. <laughs> and I just I looked at it wow. and said, you know, we play a very important role, not only at Notre Dame, but in these people's lives as well. That's right. The grace of giving, no doubt. Tell us about the Southwest, a.k.a. South Best team. Uh, how do you all work together? Uh, you know, when I started, uh, a fair portion of our team was based in California. Um, so we juggled that a little bit. Uh, now Darius, uh, Darius Walker is our lone uh, holdout in California. Everybody else is based That's here. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I think we travel farther. There's no farther distance from campus to our territory than us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so there's some, some physical challenges to flying across three time zones. Uh, but, you know, once you get there, there is some sunshine this time of year, and that makes it worthwhile. That's right. What about here to Miami? Is that still shorter? Still shorter in the same time zone. In the same time. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow. Uh, whenever I'm in Chicago, I'm like, what is time? What time is it? And that's only an hour. <laughs> so. only an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Mike, what do you think is the most important skill for a development director to have? Um, I think the ability to sit across from someone uh, and uncover or develop a common ground upon which you you build that relationship. Uh, Mm. For us and our benefactors, it's a shared love of Notre Dame. And once we've established that, I think it's easy to begin a conversation about how do do we work together to do something to help the university. Mm Eight years, I've never talked to a member of the Notre Dame family that doesn't want to talk about Notre Dame. That's right. Wow. Is there a gift that you're proudest to have helped facilitate? Uh, There was. We established uh, a a scholarship, but also a supplemental aspect to it for a a school in a tough part of Los Angeles, Nickerson Gardens, um, Verbum Day High School, an all-boys school. Uh, The idea was it would help recruit... um, and admit these young men, uh, we put together a package where they have an opportunity to come out and participate in some of the summer programs on campus mm-hmm. uh, before their junior year, um, and then uh, help them through the application process. Um, we'll provide funds to allow them to make a campus visit with their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they're on campus, you know, uh, money for their, their parents to be here for freshman orientation, um, and then kind of a support network wow. around them. So... As we are drawing this up, um, our goal is to have, you know, one or two kids in every class. And uh, I worked closely with Lou Nani on it, and we had a conversation about, you know, in 20 years, there will be several dozen of these young men that have gone through Notre Dame that have gone out into the world and are mm-hmm. doing great things. You know, that's the impact that we can have just by having a, a conversation. Nice. I know earlier you were halfway joking about wanting to, to cure world hunger uh, through your work here, but what do you hope to accomplish through your work at Notre Dame? You know, we have such a unique opportunity to support the work that addresses some of the world's uh, worst problems, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's poverty or war or cancer. Uh, just the idea that we can make uh, make a difference 
Um, you go home at night and look at yourself in the mirror and you know what your purpose is. Right. Uh, not a whole lot of people can do that. There's not a lot of professions where you, you walk out of the office and say, did I, did I do good today? Mm. Um, and I've had some of those jobs and, uh, this is far more fulfilling. You mentioned you've been here about eight years, um, so you've seen a lot uh, with yeah. Notre Dame development. You've seen Notre Dame Trail. You've seen playoff games. Lots of great Can stuff. Total reorganizations of our department. Yeah, <laughs> all that. Um, so what is your favorite memory with Notre Dame development? I, I think it's the way that the university all came together uh, for the pandemic. Um, everybody made their own, their own unique sacrifices, um, uh, donated their own time, um, whether you were on the crew call or, or crew team or, or making calls or um, I did some of that. I volunteered over when we did the mass vaccination. Mm. That was kind of a neat oh, experience. Yeah. Um, you know, 13,000 wow. kids through there. And uh, I was there when we hit 90 percent and, you know, rang the bell and cheered. I think that might be my favorite memory. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Wow. Well, thank you both uh, for doing the things that you've done crew. specifically for crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the crew folks yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> Huge help. So, Mike, who or what has been the biggest influence on your professional life and leadership style? You know, I had an opportunity as part of my work study at IU. Um, I worked uh, at the Big Red Gift Center, which is part of the athletic department. Mm. And my job every uh, 20 hours a week was to go in and restock the, uh, the merchandising stands. And then uh, part of it was to take basketballs up to Coach Knight's office for him to sign, and then we wow. pack them up wow. and mail them around the country. So, you know, I didn't have a friendship with Coach, um, but he, <laughs> you know, he had a unique way of interacting with people. Uh, a very, very tough guy, but the first thing he'd ask me every day was if I made it to my 8 o'clock class. Wow. You know, he could possibly remember my name or, you know, where I was from, but he wanted to know if I'd made it to my 8 o'clock class, and he was the type of guy that you couldn't possibly lie to. So right. if I didn't make it to my eight o'clock class, I'd have to walk around assembly hall ducking into doorways to make sure I didn't bump into coach. Um, so I, I look back on that and uh, the realization is, you know, you set high bars for the people around you mm-hmm. and then uh, you help lift them up over that bar. And I nice. think uh, that probably had a huge influence on me. That's awesome. And especially fitting as we're kind of getting into March Madness season. Yes. Oh, here. yeah. That's yeah. every time of year. Yeah. <laughs> were, there, were there any chairs that were thrown out of his office? when? I <laughs> wasn't going to say it. <laughs> uh, you know, the funniest part about that is um, I would have an opportunity to watch practice. That's kind of one mm. of the reasons I took my shift is at the end of my shift, I could sneak up to the balcony and they would let me sit up there and watch practice. Because, you know, at one point I thought I wanted to coach. Mm-hmm. I love the game of basketball. And, uh him throwing that chair was not out of ordinary uh, mm-hmm. because he did that in practice all the time. Um, <laughs> wow. He would kick basketballs into the stands, um, you know, always to drive home a pint. Right. You know, mm-hmm. He made a turnover and their chair slid across the floor and you realized, ah, I shouldn't make that pass next time. So. Yeah. Wow. He made his point. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, <laughs> doubt, no doubt. While we're on it, uh, just shout out to Coach K. You know, he's retiring. Yeah. And- He's uh, you know, very emotional at these games. I think he had his last game this past he weekend. He did, so. but they dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, come on, Duke, you had yeah. one job. I know. Yeah, that was yeah. tough. Yeah. He's a classy guy. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your family? Yeah. Um, I'm the oldest of four. Uh, and uh, My three siblings are spread out across the United States. I've got a brother that's a uh, labor attorney, uh, married three little boys in New Jersey, uh, my sister married another Notre Dame grad, and they have four kids in Denver. 
And then my youngest brother just moved to L.A. He's oh, wow. New, uh, general counsel for the L.A. Football Club. That's, oh, that's right. Awesome. He'd been in Oklahoma City working for the Thunder in their legal department. And now he's uh, in Santa Monica. So I get to see him Jeez. a little more. And I told him, so I said, nice. he's going to have to start giving back to Notre Dame now that <laughs> make a little more money. <laughs> you really are cross country. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Coast to coast. No yeah. Football club being soccer, right? Soccer, yes. yes. That's yes. right. Nice. And then, of course, uh, I got married uh, almost five years ago. James was one of my groomsmen. That's right. Yes. Um, Time flies by <laughs> as long as you guys didn't have rat tails in that <laughs> those oh, pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and uh my wife ashley uh, and i uh, she has two kids so i have two stepkids uh daughter that graduates from depaul college uh in this may and then mm. uh our son max is a senior at st joe who just recently found out he uh, was admitted to the university of dayton oh, so, nice. nice so we're all very happy that awesome. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm taking uh, Naya, my middle daughter, to Dayton and Miami. Is it Miami University? Miami of Ohio, yeah. In Miami of Ohio, yeah. In a you going to stop and see Greg Crawford? Oh, we probably should shake yeah. his hand. Huh? Yeah. Say, hey, Greg, how you doing? It's beautiful <laughs> campus. That's what I hear. So, Mike, what do you like to do outside of work? Uh, you know, I was uh, very heavily involved outdoors when I was living in Jackson, and mm-hmm. that's uh, I've continued that. I uh, volunteer over at the Isaac Walton League, which is a small uh, private conservation group near my house, um, mm-hmm. about 150 acres. And uh, we, uh, Jude Creek runs through the property. We've been restoring creek banks and uh, fish habitat. Jude Creek is one of the, the most important fisheries in northern Indiana for wow. uh, brown and rainbow trout and then the, uh, steelhead and uh, coho salmon. Hmm. I guess, again, back to the horse thing. <laughs> I'm not going to let this go. But, the, yeah, Isaac Walton, it seems like they would have some sort of horse deal, you know? <laughs> you could ride horses back there and all that property. No. no. If you ever ride a horse, you've got to, like, video chat James yes, on the horse and be well, like. I'm taking James with me. <laughs> yes. I've James on a horse. <laughs> I've seen James on a bike. He's not very good on a bike. <laughs> I did hear that story. <laughs> Wait, James, have you ever ridden a horse? I have, yeah. I rode a horse in, like, Germany or something like that. Oh, wow. Like the English style with the reins on both in both hands. Really? Fancy horse riding. Yeah, I was a young chap, like 22, 23. This is when you were extra on Bridgerton? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you know? Well, what's kept you focused and hopeful during these past um, pretty challenging two years? You know, we're surrounded by great people, Um, the people we work with internally and then uh, our university's benefactors. And Mm. it's energizing to be here in the office. It's energizing to be on the road in front of uh, Notre Dame people. Um, So, you know, I take my hope um, from the fact that a world full of good people will persevere and we'll get through this. Um, I think sometimes when we watch the news, all we see is the bad stuff. I wish WNDU or WSBT would come on campus and just see all the great stuff we do here every day. Mm. I think that'd be a little more uplifting than uh, some of the stuff we see. Great idea. Well, maybe if they listen to this podcast, they'll they'll be here tomorrow. (laughs) I think my mom's the only one that's going (laughs) to (laughs) listen. Hey, my mom will too. (laughs) Well, hard to believe, Mike. Our time has flown by today. We've had such a great time getting to know about you more, and we'd like to learn a little more about you. So are you ready for our little take five? Yeah. Nice. Right. Favorite Notre Dame sporting moment? Oh, beating Clemson. 
in a stadium full of just students and staff, Bill Kemp and I sat together with the only people in our entire section and went berserk the entire game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was during COVID, no doubt. Wow, gee. Uh, Favorite color? Uh, Blue, probably. Yeah? Uh, Various shades of blue. (laughs) Place you'd love to visit one day? Oh, Ireland. That's a good one. Maybe, uh, is it this year or next year when we're playing? Two years. So in 2023, right? Yeah. Okay. So next fall. Wow. (laughs) What is time anymore? What is time? (laughs) Something you can't go a day without doing. Oh, uh, praying. I pray on the way to work every morning and I pray at night before I go to sleep. Um, It just centers you for the day Mm -hmm. ahead and reminds you of your blessings uh, from the day past. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Who would play you in a movie of your life? <laughs> I, you know, it'd have to be a young Tom Selleck just because I think he's the only one that could pull off the facial hair. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get when I walk through the door. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, Uh-oh. Mike, that's it for us. Thanks for joining us today. We had such a great time talking with you live. Thank you, guys. Love seeing you. Well, James, that's 41 episodes of The Grace of Giving in the books. I think there's only one way we can really properly celebrate. Oh, yeah? How's that, G? With our closing jingle, of course. Well, folks, that's all for today. The Grace of Giving podcast. I'm James Riley. And I'm Grace Brasniewski. And this has been The Grace of Giving. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, stay golden. golden.